0: You can't just sit there and wait for people to give you that golden dream. You've got to get out there and make it happen for yourself. That is a quote by Diana Ross. Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Welcome to episode 125. Before I get into this week's episode, I'm excited to share with you that I've been selected as one of the international speakers for Sean Fair's Leadership Experience Tour 2021. It's happening April 10th in Troy, Michigan. I will be there on location, on the stage, and the topic of my speech is From a Mess to Amazing. I will be inspiring and empowering you to be resilient regardless of what may have happened in your life. Now, although I'm gonna be present there on stage, I invite you to purchase your virtual ticket at bit.ly forward slash capital L E T 2021. The topic of this week's episode is Make It Happen. This is a different episode than what I normally do. Today I am being joined by three other guests. And they are some amazing people. They are authors, they're speakers, they're, they're performers, singers, they're, they're just doing the best, but they all have one thing in common. And I think you guys are going to be just so empowered by this episode because they're authors and they're all part of the anthology, Make It Happen. Now, I know some of you guys have seen some of my posts saying that I am also one of the co-authors of Make It Happen, but I am interviewing other people because I think it's going to be great for you to hear their story. If you remember in episode 88, I interviewed a lady named Kern Cherry. She is the queen of getting butts in seats, and she is the mastermind behind this anthology project. So I am going to talk to three other authors today. I have Lee Mariano, I have Rita Green, and I have Jonathan Hayes. So welcome everyone to the show.
1: Thank (laughs) you for having
2: us, Trina. I mean, this is great. I'm excited.
0: Oh, I'm glad to have you guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, I'm going to start off and I'm going to ask each one of you to just give a little bit about yourself, tell who you are, where you're from, Um, what you got going on, and just a little bit about what you've had going on in your life to bring you to this point where you are now, and then we're going to kick it off. So, Lee, let's start with you.
2: Okay. Uh, Thank you, Trina, for, again, thank you for hosting us on on your show. This is really great. I'm very excited. So, I'm Lee Mariano. I am currently a C-suite executive working as a chief people officer at a cybersecurity company, I'm also a USA Today bestselling author of more than 39 books that are now available under a pen name. I am also uh, a transformational life coach, and I primarily work with women who are seeking to just make changes in their life. They They want to increase their confidence. They want to rediscover who they are. They want to set goals for themselves so they can achieve great things and they just don't know where to start. And I'm so passionate about that topic because at one point I didn't know where I would start. I am a domestic abuse survivor. I am a former Marine. I am, uh, you know, I was once a single uh, mother at 19. So I know what it's like to have the world seem as if it's, it's working against you and you don't know where to start, but you have so much drive and determination to succeed, but you don't have the confidence to know how to get there. So I know what that's like. And that's really what my, you know, what my coaching is all about. And it's why I joined this anthology, knowing how in my life, there were many moments where I simply had to make things happen for myself. And I had to push forward. Um, as soon as Kern Cherry mentioned that this anthology was being put together. I absolutely raised my hand and said, I'm in because it just, i there was no other answer. So I'm very excited about being a part of this initiative and this effort.
0: Wow. Such an amazing story. And I'm looking forward to reading your chapter in the book. And thank you, my fellow Marina. I don't know if you know, but I'm a retired Naval officer. So Thank you.
2: There we go. We are family. Service. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Wow. You you know, everyone is doing so many great things in the world. I mean, your support with women and just the things you've been through. I'm just so looking forward to our interview today and reading your chapter in the book. So we're going to get on and we're going to go to Rita. Rita, give us the story about who you are and what made you. Who you are today to be part of this great anthology?
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I am Rita Green. I am the new founder and owner, chief visionary officer of GoFit Co, a project management and digital marketing firm that was birthed in the middle of COVID nineteen. Um, I have an extensive corporate background and took my my skill set from the boardroom to my bedroom. Um, so. Sometimes God places us in a position where He needs to make things happen to push us out of our comfort zone. And I've been a very comfortable person um, all of my life as far as working in the corporate sector. Uh, But you know, sometimes you feel like you have a fire within you burning. Um, Sometimes you feel like you're a CEO sitting at an associate's desk and you need to move. Um, And I moved. It took the world shutting down for a little while to make it happen. But you know, when he comes in and he opens that window, that draft is going to pull you right on out. So I was happy to be able to start my own business. It's been a blessing to be in business. Um, The prayer now is that he helps me handle the business that he's given me. Um, I grew up in California. I also lived in St. Louis, Missouri, and I've lived in New Orleans, which is where my heart is. I've also lived in Florida as well. Um, And Being all those places, there's no place like Mississippi. I'm a Southern girl to the heart. Uh, Me and my doctor are having a rundown about the way I eat because I love to cook. I mean, everything from stuffed peppers to fried catfish, I'm in there, okay? Uh, But, you know, with that being said, my heart is at home, and that's with my family, with my children, and being able to transition from that nine to five into an entrepreneurial setting uh, has been the best thing and most impactful thing in the lives of me and my kids. Uh, They're able to see me grow something out of nothing, no capital, no silver spoon. Um, So it's really, really nice to be able to show them that hard work does pay off and to be able to leave something for them because you can't will somebody else's business to your family. So Mm,
0: I love that. I I mean, and like you said, God pushes you into ways and things because my business actually was born out of COVID as well. I got I'm a tech expert that several decades behind me and just decided when COVID hit, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna use my technical expertise to go into business and help other people because people struggle. You know, we were thrown into a world and a way of doing business that we had never done before. So a lot of people said, oh, I'll be glad when COVID is over. And this is, I'm like, you know what, COVID has been my blessing in disguise. So I'm thankful to God for pushing me, like you said, giving me that push because if COVID had not happened, I still would have been doing the same thing that I was doing and not stepping out on what he had planned for me. So thank you so much for being here. Now, the gentleman of the group, Jonathan Hayes, how are you doing?
3: Hello, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for letting me be a part of this wonderful podcast. But my name is Jonathan Haynes. I'm a gospel award winning recording artist and I'm a serial entrepreneur. Like you said, if COVID-19 did not come, I wouldn't have the three to four businesses that I have now. I literally started three to four businesses. I was a recording artist, but when the pandemic shut down, I couldn't travel. So God laid three to four businesses on my heart with a Sungbird apparel clothing line. I'm, I do a podcast as well, um, Sungbird Productions, J.S. Consulting, the list goes on. But I'm truly grateful for what God has been doing in my life. And when Sister Kern put out the flyer, she said she keep telling people I was the first. Soon as she put it, I think at midnight, I emailed and said, I want to be a part. Many people have asked me to write a book. But I knew to be connected to Kern Cherry, greatness would have came out of it. So I'm so happy to be a part of it. Um, my story a little about that. I tried to commit suicide over three times. I went through severe depression. I went through so many things, but through it all, God still made it happen in my life. And I tell people all the time that you don't have to be alone. No matter the obstacles or trials that you face in life, God will always come back around and see you through. So I'm so happy to share my story with you all wonderful ladies and to be the only male in the book. Is truly grateful. And I want to keep telling people out there, no matter what you face, you still can make it happen.
0: Wow. Just, you know what, you are the epitome of what I think this anthology is about, you know, making it happen, uh, you know, and I just want to, you know, you guys can take yourselves all off of mute, but I just wanted to talk to you guys about that. And I know just like me, you guys say, you know, when Kern put the call out, you were like, Kern is good people. She's good stock. I don't mind um, doing a project with her. But inside, besides it being Kern, the woman, what was it that led you to do this project? Uh, I mean, what made you say, you know what? I want to be vulnerable. I want to tell my story. I want to help people make it happen. Tell me whoever wants to go first. This Uh, is the
1: first book for me. Okay. Excuse me, Jonathan. Um, This is the first publication for me. This is the first book for me. I've written in uh, magazines and I've written in articles and things, Um, but this is the actual first full book and first anthology for me. Um, Again, it's another milestone in life to show my children that you can do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, I was raised to believe that, you know, mama want to be astronaut, you can do it. And I believed it and I still believe it. And I have shown time and time again that I've made uh, um, something out of nothing. You know, whether it was meals when I didn't have money, whether it was bills when I didn't have money, whether it was a skill set when I didn't have any college education to back me up, I've always made something out of nothing. And so to be in this book called Make It Happen, for me, it was kind of like the icing on the cake. It's like, you know, this is what you're supposed to be a part of. If you're making your introductory world, if you're making your introduction into the world of authorship, then this is the book that you should be in. Because, Rita, you've made it happen against all odds. Um, There's been times in my life where I didn't think I would survive being in domestic situations. And I did. And again, I made it happen. You know, of course, none of it without the help of the Lord but I made it happen. And so that's why I'm very, very happy to be a part of this book project.
0: Wow, great. Now, I don't know if you have it already, but do you have the title for your chapter?
1: I'm still working on that. Okay, that's I'm still fine. working on that. I've got the body of work, but the name of the chapter just hasn't touched me yet. Okay. I, mean, I think I have I mean, to sleep with it a little bit more Yep. <laughs> so and that it'll come to me.
0: <laughs> that's how it goes when you're writing the book. You know, you're just got to feel it. I understand. How about you, Jonathan? What was it in your core that made you say, I want to be part of this project?
3: Yes, of course. Like I said, I've been asked to do multiple books over my life, but something literally hit my spirit saying, it's time to tell people your story. I couldn't write all this chapter, so I know it's many more to come, but literally it was me getting messages about me sharing my story, because once I didn't share my story about committing suicide and depression to almost two, three years ago. And since I did that, God has started to open the door. So I think Once we start sharing and telling our testimonies, God will start opening up doors for you. I was shut in. Like I said, none of this happened until after I started sharing my testimony. And I have gotten a lot of messages saying, thank you for saving my life. I'll post something. They say, you just don't know I was about to end it all before I send your message. But I knew it was meant for me to stay here. And so that is why I'm saying make it happen, because no matter what I went through, no matter what we go through, it might seem like all hope is lost right now. And this pandemic, You, I look, if I wasn't as strong as I was, I could have went back down those paths. A lot of people went. A lot of people didn't have people to talk to. A lot of people have come to me during this pandemic saying, I don't know, I shouldn't be here because I can't pay these bills. But all, just remember that God is always there. And so I know it was time for me to tell my story and to make it happen, no matter the situations we went through. It was just time. It was time. It was time. It was just time for me to share my story.
0: Great. So you're going to be technically a first time author as well.
3: Yes, this would be my first um, book. Yes. Right.
0: Great. Now, how about you, Lee? What was your impetus? What made you say, you know what, this is this is it?
2: So for me, it, it really was. I don't tell my story. I don't tell about the life I had. I don't tell about how I felt when, you know, that, that moment my husband was, or ex husband, was, you know, plunging the knife down towards my head um, as my child was, you know, standing there screaming. I don't tell that story of the black eyes. That I had. I don't tell those stories because, for one, I had been ashamed of my story for a long time. And I felt that I needed to show the strong woman I became, not the weak woman I was. And that was all mental. That was me. That was my own barrier because I needed to show the world that I was strong, that I was capable. Um, and telling that story would show a side of me that I kept hidden away. Now, of course, some people knew it. My, you know, I, may, I my current husband, I've been with him and he's a blessing. We've been together since 1998. We've been together for, you know, 20, he's going to get me 23 years at this point. Um, but, you know, so some people know my story, but I, I kept it and I, and I, the way I talked about it was very flippant even though it was such an impactful time in my life. I mean, I literally grabbed my child and told my command because I was in the Marine Corps at the time. I need to escape. I need to leave. They literally transferred me to Virginia to get me out of that situation. So it wasn't insignificant. It wasn't a small thing, but I just never told that story. People don't know what I went through. And so as I started going on this journey of, of, of launching my coaching business and you know uh, many of you have said or all of you have said actually CoVID-19 is kind of what the you know the impetus for this I had a whole 2020 vision to launch my coaching business and it was going to be all about leadership and and drive and getting into the boardroom and then 2020 happened and I had my own self-reflection and I realized no leadership is not where it's at that that's that's an outcome. But I need to start women at the foundation of who they are and where they come from and using their voice and finding their strength. And so when Kern, when when it came out, regardless of it being Kern, the, the premise of the anthology spoke to me because now I could tell my story. I can write, I, I, I communicate with the world in words. I've written, like I said, I've written 39 books. I communicate in words and I can bring out, you know, emotion. I can tell you a story. I can weave a world and a universe in story. But this was the first time I was actually going to tell my story. And so that's where I felt this is the moment. This is my catalyst moment. This is that that trigger for me to actually tell my story the way that it needed to be told even though the you know the chapters are small it was important for me because if i'm going to ask people to be vulnerable with me i need to show that i can be vulnerable to them and i can also show them that i've been there i know what they've gone through because i was once there myself and while today you may see someone who's an executive who who has published these books and done all these things, you're like, oh, she's got it together. Well, I may have it together today, but I didn't start there. I didn't start. I, you know, I, I have that moment where I still can picture myself crouching down on the floor, begging him to stop. That's who I was 26 years ago. And it's been a whole journey to get me to this point where I'm sitting on this video or sitting on this podcast, talking with all of you. So that was really the, you know, the, the impetus for me is that this would be the first time I would actually tell my story and share with the world what I went through and how I overcame it in order to become the person I am today.
0: Wow. And I just want to say, thank you to all three of you guys for sharing the tidbits of your story because they are powerful. And I think we all have a story to tell. And I, like you, all felt the same way. You know, people didn't know about really some of the things I had been through in my life because you feel shame, you feel guilty. Um, I had published a book before this where I had come out being vulnerable, talking about some of the things I went through in my life. And I want to ask you all, how did it feel? to be vulnerable. And of course it was only a chapter, so you could only go so far, but it seems like all three of you have decided to really be vulnerable, to share those intimate parts of yourself that people didn't know about that Some people would condemn or judge you for, but it seemed like you had the strength to stand up and say, you know what? No, this is my story. And this is where I'm going to share it. How did that feel for you? How did that feel for you? Lee?
2: Well for me it was actually um I felt a release even though it was a small snippet because you know you think of your life in in moments and clips and small you know when you look back at what's happened you don't you don't necessarily play the whole movie reel you just play the parts that have impacted you and so when i had to sit down and write that that was the first time i had written out what happened to me and really went back to that time and, and, and pulled forward those emotions and that feeling to try and explain to the reader what I was feeling and what I was going through. And so at the end, I really just, I felt it, it was an exhale. It was a release. I felt, okay, I did it once. I can tell this story again it's okay for me to tell my story because my story can be someone else's story, can be someone else's story. But I had to release it first. I had to get it out of me first. And once I did that, it just, it it was an, it was an opening for me because then it was, okay, it, I'm not, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I wrote down my story. I wrote it all down and I am still here. I am still the same person I was before I wrote the story. So I'm going to be okay. It's fine. And if people judge me, they don't have a right to, for one. Um, But two, that simply means that they cannot empathize and understand the journey that I've gone through and that's
0: okay. Yes. Yeah. Your story is not for everyone. So Mm -hmm. yeah, get over that. How about you, Jonathan? How, how did it feel being vulnerable the way that you were in this chapter
3: yes as everyone was saying I was nervous to go into depths about it because I uh, post about it I just said I wanted to commit suicide but in though in that chapter I went into detail everything from how did this start to what I did and what I used to try to and explained, it, and so I was very vulnerable and scared because growing up in the church, they used to condemn you for trying to tell you that you don't need to say that. Don't nobody need to just pray about it. And I wrote some of that in the book about I was. That's what made me even more want to give up because I'm going to the church or going to the pastor and they tell me just pray about it. You'll be all right. This ain't that ain't nothing, you know. And so that's why I was scared to tell in the chapter, but. It confirmed with me, I was sitting there writing the book. And I know on the Microsoft Word, it has a thing where you can just press it and let it read. And my friend was in there and it wasn't even almost the end of the chapter. She started crying and she said, I didn't know you went through this. And so that was the confirming thing to me, because if she went, um, if she cried and went through that emotion like that, I know that this book can help it to save somebody else's life.
0: Wow. Wow, amazing. How about you, Rita?
1: For me, I'm on the the novice side. I'm coming in from the ground floor and I have a lot that's still packed inside. Um, so I think my my um telltale side will be from that innocent side that still wants to show you. Um, you know, who they are now, but not necessarily who they've been. Um, just like, you know, my co-authors here stated, it takes years sometimes to, to unpack and to release and be vulnerable with the world, all of the demises that you've had and all of the turmoil and pain. And um, I'm still working through that Honestly, I can be vulnerable here and say that there's some things that have happened in my life that I'm still trying to figure out, that I'm still trying to unpack before I release it to someone else. I don't want to give anybody anything that's half-baked because if it's going to save their life or if it's going to influence a decision that they're going to make, I want to make sure that, number one, I was in my right mind when I was telling it, and number two, that I was okay with it coming out. Um, As far as what I've written in this book, it was how I overcame being uneducated, how I overcame not having the skill set that people that didn't look like me around the boardroom had. You know, it's how I built something out of nothing, how I always made a way out of no way. And sometimes there's people out there that needs to hear that. I know one day because I know this isn't the last. You can't just write one book, (laughs) you know. One one chapter is not going to tell your whole life story, especially when you start getting up there in the ages where I am. It's like we can talk about the last two years and I can write about three books. <laughs> um, but I think it's very important to start somewhere. And just the name of the book, the title itself was enough for me to say, okay, you have made some things happen. You need to make this happen. You love to write, um, you need to do it. So I, I just want to encourage anybody that has stories to tell. You don't have to start with the most gruesome story. You don't have to start with the roughest, toughest story, the story that's hardest to tell. You can start anywhere and be okay with that, especially while you're working on yourself because if you can't fix and love yourself and figure out, you know, what it is that you went through and work through that thing, then you can't help anybody else either. And that's where I am.
0: Mm. So wise and I'm so glad that you were you're so Conscious of what you're putting out, and I think that is so important, especially when you're being vulnerable and maybe you're looking to inspire or impact someone else. Being a good steward of what you're putting out is very important. And you mentioned something which was my next question. And since you finished, Rita, we're going to ask you first Will you do your own book telling your complete story?
1: That has yet to be determined. Okay. I don't believe that I have seen the most in my lifetime just yet. Okay. Um, I think it's fair enough now to share bits and pieces here and there with some of my fellow co-authors. Uh, it's inspiring to read their stories and to hear their backgrounds. And I take that and carry that with me day in and day out. When you're in these anthologies, you read what other people have gone through and you sit on panels like these and you hear the emotion and it brings you back to a place that you know you've been Um, That you're happy you're out of or that you might end up in again. Who knows? You know, Uh, we're all human. But I feel like I need just a little bit more under my belt as far as life is concerned before I put out that big, big, big book about everything that's happened. Um, My great grandmother passed away right before her 102nd birthday, and I would have loved to have read a book by her. Because she was surprised that there was a Black president and everything else. She's seen so much in her life. She went from cleaning houses to, you know, seeing a Black man being sworn in. So I think I need to give myself just a little bit more time and, um, you know, cultivate a little bit more of myself. You know, this is a good starting point for me to be able to share one thing at a time and go from there. And But eventually, I don't see why not. I believe that the Lord has great things Plan for me in my life and those that are in it. And I know that there will be a great story to tell. um, But I also know that there's going to be some perils and trials that I have to continue to go through to make that book worth reading. So I'm here for it.
0: Mm, Great. How about you, Jonathan?
3: Yeah, so she said, um, not right now. Um, previously, like I said, I've been asked to do multiple books, but it just wasn't time. So I think these anthologies at the moment to just do bits and pieces, um, I'm already... Uh, going to be on another book project that Kern has, the new Trailblazers 2. So that's going to be another chapter. And so probably in the next couple of years, I think I'm 25 now. So I went through these things at 13 to 25. So when I get, I think by 30, 35, I think I'll be at that point where I just tell it all and to bear it all and have some books under my belt as already. Great.
0: How about you, Lee? You're already an author, but do you think you're going to do a book with this your complete life story or some of it? What do you think?
2: Um, you know, before this anthology, I never thought I would even write about myself. Like I would pour a little bit of me into my fiction books that I publish. But um, I, short answer, yes, I think I will. Uh, and and the story is not over yet. My journey is not over yet. But what I've accomplished, and I'm just, you know, a few years shy of, of a number, of age, I'm not going to say publicly, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I've lived, I've lived some years. Um, but <laughs> but I do think that my, my story and, and where I've come from and what I've accomplished, I think it can help other people. And you know, I still meet people, and I know it's more common right you know now, but I still meet people today when they hear that I'm a, a C-suite executive, they're shocked mm-hmm. because they never met a black woman C-suite executive. And for me, that's just part of my story. It's just part of who I am. and, and, and the the novelty for me wore off because I'm there. I'm it. I'm the story that people don't always know. So I do think I will. I do think I will. And and this year is a year of growth and and getting my business and developing myself. And, you know, similar to Jonathan, I'm in a, a couple of anthologies where I'm telling pieces of my story. And I think part of that is helping me flesh out and understand just, you know, how deep do I want to go? How much of my story do I want to tell? Um, is it the story of, you know, the the little girl born to a fifteen year old teen mom who raised her by herself and joined the Marines and was a victim of, of, you know, date rape and some of those other challenges that I went through? Who then became, you know, the woman with the corner office and the faux mahogany furniture? Is that the story I want to tell? Or is it a, a deeper, you know, something else? So I'm, I'm not sure what that story will be, but yes, I, I do believe that story will be coming within the next year or
0: so. Wow, amazing! Yeah, I, I feel like all of you, even though I've, I published a book that it didn't go into every single last detail of my life. I, I kind of used it as a, um, inspirational self-improvement type of thing where I did share pieces of my my story. Um, I'm kind of like all of you. I, I don't know if I'm going to just do a full blown, you know, A to Z type of this is my story type of thing. But you, you know, just like you, Lee, you know, I'm a retired naval officer. I've been in technology um, and people look at me and yeah, I, I look like a unicorn to them. And I'm thinking, why is this unique to you. This this should not be you should not be looking at me going oh, oh really that should not happen. So maybe I maybe I will one day along the line but I think with my business and things that I'm doing I'm I'm trying to leave that mark on the world. So with that I want to ask each one of you what do you want your legacy to be? So at least kick it off that's a, that's a heavy question,
2: but it's a good one. Uh, So for me, you know, honestly, the reason I even started my coaching business is because I want to leave a legacy for my sons and my grandchildren. Um, I'm surrounded by, by boys, right? My husband and my sons, but I have this one little grandbaby. She's, you know, one little girl. Um, And sometimes she is still surprised that her Nona is the, is the boss that her nona she talks about me at show and tell and she takes my books and she says oh my nona writes books you know and i want her i want to leave her a legacy that you know she may not know all of my stories she may learn some as she grows up but i want her to look back and understand that her that i did something so powerful for whether it's our family whether it's impacting the lives of other women whether it's simply helping people along their journey when they feel like they hit rock bottom, I wanna leave that legacy for my my sons and my grandchildren so they can look at their grandmother, they can look at their Nona and say, that woman was just, she was amazing. She was amazing. Right. So that's really you know, that's that's a huge part of the legacy that I want to leave is, is for them, for them to to see who I truly was, not just as their grandmother and their mother, but as a woman, as a person, as a business leader, as someone who went through so much um, hurt and pain that I and I came out on the other side. And, you know, my clients, you know, the people that I work with, I want to leave them a legacy that when they leave me, when they no longer work with me, that they are better off than they were when we started, that they have more power than they have, that they have a stronger voice, that they can, they're achieving their goals. They're doing whatever they want to do because I entered their life. Wow. And when I leave and when I depart, if they're better for it, then that's, that's a legacy. That's what I want to leave them with.
0: Wow. Great. And tell the listeners how they can connect with you. If they want your services, your coaching, tell us how they can find you.
2: Absolutely. So um, the listeners can either email me, email me directly at alexadomcoach at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook as alexadomcoaching Coaching. You can find me under Lee Mariano, which is my individual profile. I'd love to connect with you. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter as Alexa Dom coach, uh, which is basically the name of my, of my business. And I'm also on clubhouse at, um, at Lee Mariano. So absolutely reach out to me on any of those platforms. I'd love to talk with um, with any of the listeners about my services and how I can help um, and how I can help
1: them, you know, get to the next step.
0: Great. Thank you, Lee. Rita. What do you want your legacy to be?
1: I too definitely want to leave my kids something. um I want them to be proud and I want them to have a great memory of who their mom was. I want them to know everything that happened so that they can say that she went through this, but this is what she left um but I also want to impact the world. um I have big dreams uh they scare me, so that's how I know they're big enough um and I know I can't do it, but with the help of God, but I have this this service the servant heart in me and it's, it's children. Mm. And I, it's so big. I can't even fathom what it is just yet. That's how big it is. And I don't think that I can truly, truly leave that mark until I've worked on myself, but I know that it's got to do with children. Um, I know that it's with the safety, security, and love of children, because a lot of children go through abuse. They go to mishandling. They're mistreated. I mean, I find myself praying at night, for children, I don't know, you know, and I ask God, I'm like, whatever, whoever it is, wherever they are, you know, let this intercede right now, you know? Um, and I know that eventually that's where I'm going to end up. Uh, and that's what I want to leave on the world. Hopefully a big enough organization that can touch people miles over and help children because they're innocent and they didn't ask to be here. None of us did. um, So, yeah, I'd like to, of course, leave some type of financial stability for the children. Um, But ultimately, I want to make sure that I have created something in this world that is still ticking after I'm gone. And that's helping people even when I'm not here anymore, primarily children. Wow, How
0: can the listeners get in touch with you?
1: Yes. Uh, So I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram and I'm on LinkedIn. It's GoFig, G-E-A-U-X-F-I-G. That's a little Creole coming out, so just excuse that, but it is what it is, go fig. Um, I'm also personally on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash n slash Rita M. Green. Uh, and they can check out my website at gofig.com. Right now, the service that I'm providing It has to do with digital marketing, again, social media management, web design, web development, personal assistance, executive second pair of hands. Uh, So my my helping right now is in my current skill set. And eventually, like I said, I'll be trans transferring on over. Maybe Lee can help me with that. Um, Transferring on over to help in in other ways. So I look forward to connecting with everyone and uh, bless God bless everyone.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. What legacy do you want to leave?
3: Yes, I want to leave a legacy, uh, like Cicely Tyson said, just knowing that I did my best. Um, I want to, before I leave here, is to start homes in Mississippi, group homes where people can come in and to feel safe, um, you know, just have somewhere that they can come in and just come, it may be TV or just having somebody around them, so I'm working on that, but um, leaving something for my children, children, I don't have any now, but just having something set aside for them, my children, 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 to leave a legacy and to know that once I leave here, that's already aside. But right now I'm just focusing on making sure my mother is, okay, she was a single mother. And so everything that I do now, I want to prove to her that her work didn't go in vain. All the trials and tribulations that I put her through, I want her to know now that everything that I do is for her. I don't tell her a lot, but I want her to know that I'm leaving a legacy for her. And I'm doing that by showing her all the things that I've went through and showing her now and to leave a legacy for my children.
0: Wow. Beautiful. How can the listeners get in contact with you?
3: Yes. I'm on Facebook at Jonathan Haynes. I'm on Instagram. It's Jay Haynes songbird. Twitter is John L Haynes. I'm on Clubhouse. It's at Jonathan Haynes and LinkedIn is Jonathan Haynes. If you don't have any of those, I know everybody probably do, but you can go to my website at jonathanlhaines.com.
0: Wow. Well, I just want to say thank you to the three of you for being on Trina Talk, for sharing your story. I want to say that I am honored to be a co author next to you three in the anthology. I look forward to reading your stories. I'm glad that I've known you and God has blessed us to be together on this project. But I just want to say thank you for your time. If you like Trina Talk podcast, please don't forget to go out to iTunes and rate it five stars and leave a review. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, If you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination.